0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Monday, June 8th, mailbag Monday time. Uh, look, we understand that right now, football might be, might very well be the furthest thing from your mind. It is the offseason, which means that people, uh, usually wonder about, uh, what we will talk about anyway. But in this particular case, we had a, uh, distinct amount of uh, social uh, issues come forward uh, directly out of a pandemic, which probably amplified things a bit. And uh, there's a lot going on in the world right now. So we understand if you're not listening as much as you typically do, we understand if you think a sports podcast is silly and uh, given all the circumstances in the world right now, and we understand you, uh, you may not want distractions from what's going on outside, uh, you know, around the globe. Uh, but we hope you listen and read things uh, other than us and more important than us. But uh, if you want a 15, 30, 45 minutes a day uh break, we're going to try to keep offering that to you. And, you know, we have these all 32 podcasts we're doing as well, which, you know, they drill down to the specific teams. And so, you know, if there is something specific related to a team that's happening out there, like Drew Brees, maybe we'll talk about that with the Saints podcast, uh, but it's a football show. Keep talking football. You can, uh, Oh, you know, speaking of football guys, we got a father son duo coming up tomorrow, Jim and John breach appearing on the Bengals all 32 podcast. We could not be more excited. I was under the impression that breach would be doing some leg work while I was on vacation, but I'm not leaving next week, uh, but sure. Knock it out. Appreciate it. Appreciate you breach.
1: Yeah. The irony here is that I'm doing leg work while I'm on vacation because I am off on June 9th, but I am giving the listeners what they want. You know, Father's Day is right around the corner. Why not bring my dad on the podcast? So you know,
2: is it fair to say that, uh, John Breach is to Andy Dalton as Jim Breach is Ken Anderson or is he a huge Andy Dalton fan too?
1: You'll have to listen to the podcast and I'll ask him that question, but he was teammates with Ken Anderson. So I think he feels, uh, uh strongly. About Ken Anderson, but you're yeah, Ken right.
0: Anderson went to a Super Bowl, and Andy Dalton didn't win a playoff game. I'm guessing he's more of a Ken Anderson fan. Can you keep Andy Dalton's
2: name off your lips? Can you tell me this, Breach? Who grew the mustache first, Ken Anderson or Jim Breach?
1: I think that was a Ken Anderson original. There you go. I
0: think like 84 percent of men in America had mustaches around that time. Ken
2: Anderson came in because I was a huge Bengals fan at the time. Because there's only two teams that played on television: the the Bengals and the players. what a twist. Yeah, I told you this, back in the early 80s. Yeah, but now the listeners are learning. Yeah, Ken Anderson did not have a mustache when he came in, if I recall correctly. Then he went full out Tom Selleck.
0: My dad had a a mustache for 30 years and then finally shaved it, and it was so weird.
2: Yeah, it is weird. You don't have lips, even though you did have lips before.
0: Yeah, you're like, what is that space between your nose and your mouth?
3: Before I was born, my dad used to have a a really thick mustache, and my older sister, uh she came home one day and he was completely clean shaven because he had shaved it off and she was pretty young and she thought he was a completely different person and was like running out of the house because she was terrified. And so when my dad did it, he grew it back and then he did it later. He made a point to actually do it in front of my other sister so that she could actually see him in the process of taking off all the facial hair. All That's I think
2: Josh telling that story is there's no way Sean could grow a mustache. That's I all shaved, I can think too. I actually
3: shaved
0: this morning. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I yeah. was just staring at Sean's face thinking he didn't have a hair on his face.
3: I literally shaved this morning. This is not fair. I counted. It, it looked terrible because I went a week without shaving. But
0: I might be beard for life. I hope my wife is prepared for that. I don't think she is. I think she thinks that after the quarantine ends that I'm probably going to shave. I
2: go back and look at the Pick 6 podcast on the YouTube feed. You look weird unshaven.
0: Really? Because yeah. it's just been that long? Yeah. I yeah. forgot
3: that you were... You used to be clean shaven when we first started this podcast. Almost, almost
0: like twenty four seven. Like I mean, I mean, I always have like a you, know, a you know, scruff or whatever. But like typically speaking, I would shave before I did uh, HQ hits. No muss.
1: I think whatever bets we make this season, whether it's uh, Garrett Bradbury winning Rookie of the Year or betting on there's no way the Saints can win in Seattle, whatever we bet on, <laughs> the loser has to grow a mustache for a week because we know Brinson can grow a mustache. Yeah, shave the beard and keep the mustache, Brinson.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. And uh, speaking of YouTube, we actually have a separate YouTube channel all for just Pick 6 shows. So you can go and check that out. This podcast might be part of it. Um, we're going to be doing some more video stuff moving forward, so that'll be exciting. Uh, go to uh, Pick 6 uh, on your Twitter account, and you can find that link or search Pick 6 Podcast on YouTube. I'm sure it'll pop up. It's like part of a CBS Sports channel. It's weird how YouTube's splitting it up, but uh, – you can check those out. All right, let's get to uh let's get to a mailbag. 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 Good job, Preach. Uh so this is from SJ Kate. Darren Erstadt. Hey guys, love the pod. The punter baseball player you were thinking of probably was Darren Erstadt. He punted for Nebraska's ninety-four national championship team. Is that right, Ryan? That is exactly right. Well done. Thank you for I never would have figured it
2: out. First, I'd never played football in the NFL. I think he went right to baseball. He was a punter for Nebraska. Boom. That's it. I was off by four or five people, but thankfully, um, I've been, I've been corrected. So I love it. Yeah. There's not a whole lot to add to that. No, but thank But, you. but I, but
0: I appreciate him doing that. Um, by I mean, the way, World Series champion uh, in 2002 with the, uh, Los Angeles Angels of yeah,
2: the SJ Cates was yelling at his, listing devices. I was stumbling around trying to figure out who it was. So thank you for your kind response
0: Hmm. in this YouTube. Oh, wow. I do look weird uh, without a beard. I don't know that I can ever shave again. I mean,
1: you got to shave at some point. You can't not ever shave again. Why? You're going to, there's going to be like birds in your beard. It's like the episode of family guy where
0: you can trim it up. Do you read, do you reboot your beard every like, do you,
1: I trim it every few. I've trimmed it twice during quarantine. Trimming
0: is different. Yeah, I don't.
1: don't, That was a thick
0: beard. You don't like
1: like every like six months. You're not like shaving it off and regrowing it, are you? I mean, it's not your business what I do with my beard.
0: I think it is my business. You just told me. We don't
3: want to know about Breach's hygiene (laughs) habits.
0: I really don't. Um, Breach like Breach shaves, puts the hair, puts the hair in a bag, and like reheats it the next day for (laughs) more. We know that Breach, like, doesn't wear
2: a shirt when he cuts grass. If you told me that Breach got completely buck naked to shave his face, I would totally
0: <laughs> Stripping down. Rachel's like, what are you doing? Shaving! Yeah, exactly. Um, Don't look. I do think, though, that sometimes, like, you could start growing a beard. And, Sean, you can't really you know, contribute this part of the conversation. But, you know, sometimes you can start growing a beard, and you'll be like, eh, this isn't a good grow. Like, that, you know, sometimes you feel like you have different grows. You know what I'm saying? That's how
2: I
3: feel every week.
2: There you go. I think part of the bet should also be the Sean has to not shave like for probably.
3: That's p- what I'm saying. You have to multiply it by like eight. Right. To apply to me.
0: Okay. Uh, moving along in the mailbag. Here is my question for the mailbag from, uh, hmm, Somebody as a thought experiment, how would things look if the NFL released the next season schedule right after the Super Bowl? There's always talked about a team's Super Bowl window. and teams knew how difficult, easy their schedule was going into free agency in the draft. How do you guys think that would look? Breach, this is your wheelhouse.
1: Well, you know, a crazy thing about the NFL schedule is I think that when it gets released on the release day, a lot of people think that that is the first we know of the schedule. But when, in fact, the day after the Super Bowl, the, the day that this person is uh, suggesting, teams already know every team they're going to play. They know all 16 games on their schedule. So they're not learning anything new on the schedule release date except what days they are going to play their opponents. And I'll even go a step further here. Teams actually know all the opponents they're going to play uh, for the rest of time because it's on a rotation – or 14 of their 16 opponents. There's only two new ones decided each year, and that's because you play the two uh, non-divisional teams that you don't usually play uh, who finish in the same spot in the sanding. So uh, for instance, if we took the Cowboys, you could look up 14 of the 16 opponents. The Cowboys are going to play in 2028 because this rotation is just set in stone. So I do think it would be fun to have the schedule come out, you know, maybe a week or two after the Super Bowl. Cause it'd be a, a nice talking piece, but I also like this new thing where it's coming out in May because it keeps the NFL calendar going, gives us something to do in May. So I think they should permanently do it in May on Cinco de Mayo,
0: because I'm part Mexican. Didn't know that. <laughs> Just kidding. Um I yeah, I don't uh I, the NFL ain't changing that. They mashed this thing out into a three hour schedule release every year in April or May. I mean, they they did it during a quarantine. Like they had a schedule analysis. We did six hours of schedule analysis on CBS sports HQ. And then you, a podcast afterwards. And then did a podcast afterwards. Like my wife's like, what do you mean you have to work for nine hours? There's no football on and it's a quarantine. I was like, I don't know either, honey, but you know, they pay the bills. So I'm going to do what they say. Um, I, yeah, and I'm with breach. Also, I think the other thing too is like, you know, we talk about strength of schedule and, and who you have to play, what's easy and what's hard, but like, you don't really know until you actually get into the season. I mean, not just for teams who get better or worse throughout the course of the year, uh, but, like, you know, the Steelers looked like a tough game going into 2019, and they were still a difficult team, and they played well, but, like, without Ben Roethlisberger, it drastically changes how everything's set up.
2: Yep, I agree.
0: Okay. Return to HQ broadcast from Fred Eugene. When are you guys going to return to HQ live broadcast? I miss seeing all you guys. Uh Well, Fred, I would say that uh, nothing is certain in the future. Even day to day, live day to day. Uh No, uh, I don't know. We have YouTube now, I guess. We don't know. We don't care. We don't want to go back. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's also
3: one thing, like if there's stuff to, like right now, there's not that much to talk about. And like that was, you know. We all got fatigued by the end when it was, like, jersey grades. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if there's something weekly going on. Sean, don't jersey grades.
0: I literally. <laughs> I, I literally, hate jersey
3: grades. Or, like, Jadavion Clowney. Where I literally banned
0: land? us from speaking about Jadavion Clowney live on air. Like, it's enough. Enough is enough. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Sean. Sorry. Oh,
3: it's just, like, maybe when there's something to actually talk about, something new to talk about. Because right now we're in the recycle, go over everything that already happened phase of the offseason.
0: I mean, if you told me that we were getting a daily HQ show during the NFL season, I wouldn't be entirely shocked. I, I don't know that they'll do it if, if, uh, life is back to quote unquote normal, um, and all the offices are open because the, I mean, just by the nature, you know, of expensive cameras in a studio, the production quality at, at CB, at the CBS offices is going to be better than four of us, uh, yelling at microphones from our respective residences. Um, yeah,
1: we so, explain that though is that. We were basically called out of the bullpen due to the whole pandemic because our studios got shut down. They said, "Hey, the Super Friends are set up to have a fun show. Let's give them one." So we kind of came out of the bullpen, ran the show off for a month. Uh And you know what? If we get called up again, we'll be ready to roll,
3: right? I think it was two months.
0: Two months. Uh, yeah. We thought
3: it was. We thought it was a week. We thought it was free <laughs> agency.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 actually what happened. Is. Um, they wanted us to do a show during free agency as a way, like you fill it up space. It's we're cheap labor. Um, you know, we can, you don't have to have a big production, uh, set up to, to, to operate us. Like they have a couple I mean, you know, there are people working behind the scenes, of course. Um, but you know, it's not a big to do. Uh, and, um, I don't think it is anyway. Do you know was in a big to do? Oh, yeah. Debo hung up on you. Debo <laughs> didn't want to participate in this podcast. He's
3: on mute. He didn't realize it. I, I thought it'd be June 4th, which is when Debo would mute us during the podcast.
2: <laughs> it's to do, but that's, again, you guys are, your faces are going to be seen on YouTube moving forward.
0: Yeah, A daily
2: YouTube show? Yeah, I mean, each episode we do
0: will be on YouTube. Okay. All right. That's fine. Um, yeah. Thanks. And so you'll be able to get plenty of us if you want to see our faces. And- Fred Eugene actually liked the, Broadcast show, which is we weren't sure anyone liked it. So at least one- I thought it was a good show.
3: I was going to say we found the person watching it. So thank you. Oh,
0: there was. I think the ratings. I I looked at the ratings a couple times, and it and it seemed to spike a little bit. Uh, but uh, but you know, whatever. Um, okay, moving along. So hopefully we'll we'll be back on on video sooner rather than later. I would anticipate that because of how well the show went on HQ, and I think it was well received, unless people are just bad mouthing us behind our backs, which is entirely possible. Um, that. At some point that we will see an increased, uh, role in video content come the 2020 season, even more so if, uh, we are forced into our houses for another second wave of the pandemic.
1: And even more so if Brinson has a mustache.
0: Yeah. By the way, it's 90 degrees in my office. I mean, I don't know if you can tell this, but like this beer, this, like I set this beer can on my, on my desk and a puddle formed underneath it. I mean, this, uh, so. don't have
1: can. air conditioning in North Carolina?
0: I do, but I just sort of up here, you know, a t-shirt. And... Think about taking off the toupee and letting your head get a little,
2: little
4: <laughs> hair.
0: That's the other thing about the beard,
2: summertime beard. If you get your haircut like Sean, the beard won't matter.
0: True, But you'll look like Sean. That's I would the... never do that though.
3: Ryan also, by the way, does this thing where I start to grow my hair out of it, and he gets on me from the beginning to cut my hair, and then I actually finally do it. I finally, you know, purchase clippers, cut my hair, and now he's dunking on me for the haircut oh, I have. What I th- can't win with this guy. Do you want me to start wearing hats for the podcast?
2: No, just like I tell my kids, I want you to shave your head so you can share the same plight I have to
0: share. Every- oh,
3: well, that day's coming at some point.
0: By the way, doing- I don't know if we do branding on here. New Belgium Sour I- Sour IPA. I'm not usually a big sour IPA guy. This is very good. Two of the two of the things I hate most: sour beer and IPAs. It doesn't taste like an IPA at
2: all. This is and and
3: and Brinson. So that's three. For three. <laughs>
2: The first time I went to our local brewery down the street, it's actually a really good place, and I, I was trying sour beer for the first time. What's actually? the name of it? Um, it is called WT Brews. WT stands for White Trash. I later found out. So WT Brews, but it's good. It's good. I'm just telling you the name of the place. It's got a 4.7 on Google. Oh, look at that! He looked it up quickly. Nice. Uh, how did you t- wait? Wait.
3: How? <laughs> i well. I know where this is going. <laughs>
0: How does it okay. take you six and a half hours to write your picks overnight? and You can type that fast. Like that's, that's that con that job. W U
1: T Bruce literally has five letters in it.
3: Five letters. Yeah, but breach. We always theorize you type like like this, you know, with the <laughs> fingers. So that now we don't know why he takes you so yeah, long to write theory. your picks.
2: The theory is he does type like that, but he uh, he does the the swipe to type on his phone. So <laughs> if he could swipe to type for his his columns. He would be done. 60% sooner. Anyway, I went to I, w-
1: I dictate my story to the baby and the baby types <laughs> it. Probably
2: tastes nice better in New York. Uh, I, I, when I was at WT, I had a, a sampler, if you will, and I said, let me have the sour beer. What does it taste like? And he said, it's sour.
0: <laughs> it but not- people I, people I ask me, like, is it really sour? It's like, no, 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 it is straight up sour. Yeah, it's not, it's not my thing. Yeah, uh, I got a buddy who's, uh, my buddy Garrett's big into sour, so I going to take him one of these IPAs when I see him at the pool uh, later. And, um, by the way, I played, uh, played golf behind the guy who started untapped last weekend.
2: I don't know what untapped is.
0: Say, uh, it's a, uh, website and an app where you could rate beers.
2: Oh, okay. I probably He's really rich
0: and it was a smart thing to do. And I wish I'd thought of that. My account. I I mean, like that's like a reasonable thing I could have thought of and like, like come up with right. My, my accountant. Yep. um, You're stuck doing
3: 10 podcasts a week. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My accountant, actually. Is. I'd, be, I'd be just playing golf all the time.
3: Rich is balls. And tr- getting free beers. Did <laughs> Ryan talk
1: about his accountant or not? My God.
2: Are you ready? Yeah. I am. He actually started a website um reviewing bourbon. He's like one of the biggest bourbon reviewers. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. So the, he he's told me he has a, Give a shout
0: out, man. Why do you keep mentioning
2: What's the website business? name? BreakingBourbon.com. Great name. Great, Great name. Yeah, it came out, whatever, four or five years ago. So it was like perfect timing.
1: I um, started a website called CashCats.biz.
2: That's not true. Oh, shut up. No, 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 no. Have we not talked about this? We have
1: at some point. Talked about it. You think I just thought of that? Sorry, Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) I just want want to get Brinson. Will
0: Zweigert, my wife's ex boyfriend started it. (laughs) CashCats.biz. Did you know that, Breach? Did you know that we talked? You're messing with me. Yeah, that's good.
3: No, we talked about this. I I didn't remember the specifics, but I remember we talked about that. I don't
0: know (laughs) what we talked about. We talked about so (laughs) much crap. I thought
3: you were
2: going to say that the the next plot point was going to be that Breach was Ak's previous
3: boyfriend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would have been more twists. I I, I, I mean, I think that's funny. I wasn't not laughing. I was just sort of diving into this, uh, into this (laughs) breaking bourbon. Why again? I drink a lot of bourbon and I write for a living. Why have I not, why did I not do this? He's smart. They've actually, I think they've actually
2: barreled their own bourbon as well. They've been to Kentucky. They did all the stuff you're supposed to do there. They have a podcast. They have the website, obviously, and they review. They have to turn down reviews from like celebrities because they have so much stuff going on. So that's uh, crazy. That, do um, make, does he make a lot of money doing it? That I don't, I don't ask my accountant how much money he
0: makes because he
2: sees how much money I make. He's probably wondering what I'm doing with my money.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Moving along. Uh, right, moving along. Phil Rivers noodle arm mm. from Darren <laughs> Meller. I'm going to ask the question that was never answered. Why did you get kicked off of Twitter? Will great Good question. Darren. What's a mailbag. Let's go around the horn.
1: I would say, uh, Darren, <laughs> Darren, do you know that conspiracy theory about Jordan got suspended for gambling? I think Brinson, there's a thing with marble racing in February. Blew the family savings. The wife suspended him from Twitter to get it all hashed out, and now he's back. And uh, you got your house back. I'm glad to see that, Princeton.
3: I think my theory—it's not that far off,
0: Breach. He wasn't—he <laughs> wasn't
3: suspended. He was mad about something. There, he didn't get to go somewhere where Ryan got to go, and a couple other people got to go. And as a petulant tool to get back, he decided, <laughs> "I'm not going to tweet about this thing." He then me, Ryan, and Breach noticed and started bringing it up on every podcast. He decided that he liked the attention and all the theories and the rumors going into it. So he was like, I'm just going to keep this going. And it was during a dead period. And once free agency started, he kind of started tweeting again. So I just think he liked... It was started as a petulant act, and then he liked the attention, everyone wondering, so he kept it going for the attention.
2: The petulant bearded baby? Is that what you're you calling
0: it? <laughs> so you're saying it was a petulant act of defiance? <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, I don't know what the end game was, though, if Sean's theory is correct, though. Who are you, who, who are you fighting the power against by not tweeting? If that's Sean's,
3: that's a perfectly relevant question. I I ask myself this all the time.
0: (laughs) Do you really think about this a lot? Um, God, look, uh, I mean, I guess I have to truthfully answer, right? I don't know if I, do I know the
2: truth? I don't know if I know the truth.
0: Is Sean's on, on point? It's, it's, it's it's pretty close. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I just stopped tweeting for a couple of days. You just stopped tweeting for a month. Well, I stopped tweeting for a couple of days. And I was like, Oh my God, my life improved. And, uh, I had taken, so I, I have a, I have a bunch of friends who actually like have taken, like they don't delete their Facebook accounts or don't delete their Instagram accounts or their Twitter accounts, but they take the app off their phone. Um, and so I found, I found that I was spending, I found that when I wasn't tweeting, purposely wasn't tweeting. I was spending a lot less time in that Twitter app just scrolling meaninglessly. And I've noticed that, like I'm back to sort of doing it and it's not good for your mental health. You
2: know? I'm with you 100% on that.
0: So like, especially right now, I mean, it is really easy. Like, and like usually, like in, you know, like March, um, you know, like, or like in late February in the NF, if you cover the NFL, like you could like reload Twitter over and over again and like nothing will really pop up. Um, right now, like you reload Twitter and it's something new every time. And it's like a crazy video of something happening somewhere in in this country. So, uh, it's probably would be behoove me even more to, uh, minimize the amount of time that I am on Twitter because it, it's just not good for you. It's just not good for your brain.
2: I have heard, I don't, I heard on the podcast. I don't know how true this is, but it wouldn't surprise me that, but the, the, the way we scroll, you know, you sort of pull down the screen. Yeah. That has, has no effect. It's just one of those things that it's a, an addictive habit. You, yes, you know, you keep doing it and you keep doing it and that's sort of what your day is. Well,
0: up. well, the way it used to be on Twitter, it would re- like they changed it. It used to be a cascading, uh, like consecutive, you know, tweet. Like it was in chronological, cascading chronological order. Now there's an algorithm that delivers tweets that they think that you will like and interact with based on what you have previously liked and interacted with. So when you're pulling down, it's not refreshing to give you the newest tweets. It's, it's just reloading a bunch of tweets in the algorithm, so to speak. So yeah, uh, it's, it's just like Facebook, like it's not like giving you the next thing that was posted. I told um, you this
2: the other day, I said, part of my Twitter experience is now going on Twitter looking for things to get angry about and then getting mad at myself when I find those things and I get angry. I mean, that's not, that's a point. health,
0: that's a healthy mental yeah. relationship. That's not healthy, mental health. yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Let's take a, uh, does that satisfy everybody?
2: Yeah. Finally, the truth is revealed.
0: Well,
1: I think if anything, it's actually more muddled, but. Inspector, <laughs>
0: Inspector Wagner-McGuff over here. Um, Sherlock Sean. Sean Locke Holmes. Sean Locke Holmes. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family.
4: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Love, writes Kirk 209.
0: Love the many shows a week. Gives me something to listen to every day while delivering mail. He'll love to see it. How do you think these guys' careers change if Peyton was on the Pats and Brady was on the Colts? That's a spicy one. That feels like a breach question.
1: Well, I mean, look, I think one time there was the whole thing with – uh Someone said if Aaron Rodgers played in the Patriots offense with Belichick, he would put up like 7,000 yards. I think that if you put Peyton Manning on the Patriots, that they probably win eight Super Bowls. I think what? that. Ooh, I like this. I, gone. I think that they tear it up. I think that they win more than Brady and Belichick won. One I, I know that sounds crazy. And I think if you put Brady and in Indy, I think that's the more interesting scenario because Brady didn't get to continuously play with great receivers. You know, he had Randy Moss in 2007. There's a couple seasons where he had good receivers, but for the most part, he's had below average receiving cores. So if you give him Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison for most of his career and you throw in uh, a couple of the good running backs that Indianapolis has had, I think Brady could have put up big numbers in that offense. Uh And maybe the... I would say that he wins two or three with the Colts, but I think Manning's Patriots would beat Brady's Colts. So I'll give Brady two Super Bowls max with the Colts and I'll give Peyton eight Super Bowl wins max.
2: Peyton wins more Super Bowls in in New England. Indy wins more Super Bowls with Tom Brady.
1: But they they can't have, they can't both because they're playing against each other.
2: No, 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 but Indy only won one Super Bowl with Peyton Manning.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. I'm saying I think Brady would win one, but a maximum of two. And I think. Manning could match Brady at six with a maximum of eight.
2: What about the idea that Peyton is now outdoors in that crappy weather? His arm strength isn't great, and Tom's not playing indoors.
1: Um, I mean that is actually a good point. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna. I am gonna. I'm
0: gonna posit uh, a a real crazy theory here.
2: Tom Brady's going to be on the Mount Rushmore of Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If Tom Brady goes to the Colts, he gets cut before he starts a game.
2: Oh, that's actually not terrible. That's, <laughs> that's actually, no, that's good. That's less crazy I, than eight Super Bowls for Peyton Manning. Than him. Because the
0: only reason he got in, I mean, like, Scott Pioli was on this program leading up to the draft. Like, they liked Tom Brady, but they, they had him, like, as a fourth or fifth-round grade. Like, he's not. they're not trying to change history. They didn't think he was a first-round pick. Nobody did. Um And because of where he got drafted and because of the injury to Drew Bledsoe, Brady got a chance to go in there and play. And I don't know that that another coach and another organization would have gotten the most out of Tom Brady. Like, he might have been cut and ended up as a free Marcia agent Broda and bounced around.
2: Rookie season in Indianapolis. So is Ted Marchibroda a huge Tom Brady guy? I mean, that's a fair question. Wait, who so what? I think Ted Marcha Broda was a coach, Peyton's rookie season. I think that's right. I'm just, I haven't looked yet. Well, but, My point is, would he be a huge Brady guy? Jim Mora was the coach. Oh, Jim Mora was. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Would he be a huge Brady guy even still?
0: Well, I just wonder – so, like, I, I guess the question is what happens if – so, Peyton, let's say Peyton gets drafted by the Patriots, right, and Belichick comes around to coach him. You uh, just have to, you know, kind of skip history and tie those two together. And then Brady is drafted presumably in the sixth round by the Colts in 2000, right? Like, I don't think he, I don't think he's, I don't think he makes the team. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think he wins. I, I, I think history goes, I think history goes in a wildly different direction.
3: And real quick, uh this doesn't sort by weather, but Peyton Manning's stats, for what it's worth, are remarkably similar, whether he's indoors or outdoors. Um, he actually has a slightly higher winning percentage at 69%. Or roughly 70% if you round up compared to 68% indoors. So, and, and if you look at his the stats, they're a little bit down outdoors, but it's roughly the same.
0: Uh, one other factor to consider here, um, Peyton Manning, not known for taking massive discounts. Well, oh, that's that, true.
2: Oh, right. You know,
0: like Tom Brady took a lot less money. Uh, Tom Condon, Peyton Manning's agent does not take less money for his quarterback, for his, for his, for his guys. I mean, he, he, you know, Breeze has taken a little bit less from the Saints these past few years. But, I mean, uh, largely you would expect that he would squeeze some money out of them. And I would posit that, you know, you say Peyton Manning would win eight Super Bowls with the with the Patriots. I think Bill Belichick would have gotten rid of him sooner than the Colts did. I don't think so. So here's my other part of this, is that Peyton
1: Manning only lost 79 games in his career. 16% of the losses in his career were to the Patriots. That's crazy. 13 of those 79 losses were to one team. And then you have the other 66 losses scattered over 31 teams. So he's averaging basically two losses per team and then 13 to the Patriots. And so now if you're on the Patriots, you're not losing those 13 games. You're not losing these games to Indy that may or may not have Tom Brady. I think you're destroying everyone. And I think they easily win eight Super Bowls. And now I think they win 10 Super Bowls. That's all. Ryan, I said that – uh Peyton Manning lost seventy-nine games in his career, and thirteen of them were to the Patriots. So, if you take that factor out, and now he's on the Patriots, he's not losing at all. He's he's got like three hundred wins and forty
0: losses. I mean, what? he played so he played thirteen years of the Colts. His, by the way, uh, this is just something to keep in mind when you start seeing guys. Peyton Manning led the league uh, in uh, passing attempts in two thousand ten with six hundred seventy-nine. And then had had the neck issues. Remember Big Ben led the league in passing attempts? Uh to like I these older quarterbacks in their early to mid thirties, maybe don't let maybe don't let them throw the ball hundred and fifty times. Just a thought. Um but Manning forty 40- I'm sorry, do you think that
2: Peyton actually thinks about the point the breach just made? Like if he had been somewhere else and Tom Brady wasn't in New England? Like sure. he would,
0: without quite, I, I he think would, he thought I think he thought about it for eighteen holes last week. Because right. he was walking around with Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods, and Phil feels the same way. Like, <laughs> why couldn't I have been born ten years later and not have to play against Tiger in his prime for the entirety of my prime? Because he would be the best quarterback ever. If 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 Peyton wins four Super Bowls, he's probably the greatest quarterback of all time. Well. Right? That's- that's the
2: same as Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw. He's better than Terry Bradshaw. Would he be better than Joe Montana? Though? I just
0: mean like statistically and because of all his MVPs, I think people would, and if he wins four Super Bowls, presumably Brady doesn't have six, you know? Exactly. Um, Ryan, is Ryan's volume lower? Is that just me? Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Speaking I, of the mic, I, I, pal.
2: Got it. I was excited about Breach's theory.
0: Okay. Uh, next. I love this podcast, writes Elias the Bozo. You're not a Bozo, pal. Hi, I love this podcast, and it's really helpful to hear about football in these hard times. I was wondering if you could answer one of my questions. Do you think that Daniel Jones could lead the Giants to a wild card or playoff berth in one of the next two seasons? Thanks. Yeah.
2: No. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, you got Saquon. We'll see if Evan Ingram ha- hangs around. Um, of course – I don't remember their draft classic, any wide receivers. I have to look that up. But I mean, their offense is, is such that it, it shouldn't be terrible. I think the the, the biggest thing isn't Daniel Jones because we saw a glimpse of him being okay It's how's Joe Judge going to be as a coach? Cause I think that's the, the big issue.
3: I almost have more concerns with the front office than Joe Judge. And that's the, that's the point is that he, it, it's not just Daniel Jones. Like he, even if he ascends in the next two years, he needs help. And last year he did not have that much, and I criticized him a lot for the fumbles and stuff, but the offensive line wasn't good. They got rid of Odell Beckham as soon as he got there, so he needs support if that's going to come true.
0: I think, I mean, look, the NFL is kind of random. He's a good player. Uh He can take a step forward in his second year, and certainly in his third year. Maybe if he takes a step back this year, he takes a big leap forward in the third year. We've seen that with plenty of players. Um Evan Ingram needs to be healthy. They need to run the ball better, Saquon Barkley. And the defense needs to get better. I think the defense is probably maybe a bigger concern than Daniel Jones's play. Like, if that defense continues to stink and it can't stop anybody, uh, they're not going to go very far.
1: Brenton, I wish I had a rewind button. Do you know how many things you just named have to happen for the Giants to be good? Like, 17. The odds of all those things happening in the next two years, I don't want to say 0% because then this audio will be thrown in my face in two years and they get to the playoffs. But it's very low and Daniel Jones at best over the next two years is going to be the third best quarterback in this division. I don't see unless Dak Prescott signs somewhere else, which I will keep open that possibility because, uh, the last two quarterbacks that play under the franchise tag ended up leaving after the franchise tag year. Kirk Cousins, uh, left Washington, Drew Brees left the Chargers. So let's not rule that possibility out, but if Dak stays with the Cowboys. Daniel Jones is the third best quarterback and you're not winning, you're not going to the playoffs with so third best quarterback. In the
0: Here's division. the thing to Breach. I don't so know. Who's, there, he's behind what? Dak and Jalen Hurts?
1: Ooh. And Carson Wentz. So I guess third quarterback, third best. Eagles. So
2: Breach, you could argue the third best quarterback led the Vikings to the playoffs in the NFC North last year. Because, I could also
1: argue the best quarterback. And I mean, it depends how you feel about Aaron Rodgers and Matt, well, Matt Stafford but, was injured.
2: Exactly. So people get hurt.
1: I thought I, I but I could say that Cousins was the you could make the argument that Cousins was the best quarterback in the division
2: last year. Sean would make that argument. No one else would.
3: <laughs> uh I think a lot of people would. I mean, it sounds like Breach is making the argument right now. You can't say Stafford is better. I mean, he was when he played, but he only played eight games, and that and that matters. And I think Kirk Cousins was better than Aaron Rodgers last year alone.
2: Fair enough. What about this? At the beginning of the last season, where did you rank Ryan Tannehill in quarterbacks in the AFC South?
3: Devast. So, so he, right? was a, well, he, was, he was a nah. backup
1: quarterback though. He wouldn't have been in the ranking. We would have been ranking starters. In what, what world are we ranking backup quarterbacks? Hey, he Mark would Garrett.
3: have been, he would have been like one of the best backup quarterbacks in football if we did those rankings. What about Marcus yes.
0: Mariota then? Where, where are you ranking him in that division? Daniel Jones could take a leap and become the second best quarterback in that division <laughs> next year. My, my Over who? who? Either Wentz or Dak? Yeah. Which one? If Wentz gets one? Hurt. Yeah. Both. Either one. Both. I mean,
2: it's not.
1: I just think the Giants have too many holes and the quarterback isn't above average enough to make up for the holes they have. This
0: is a weird... I mean, there's going to be seven playoff teams, so 14 teams, 14 playoff spots over the next two years and in the, the, the NFC. Reflected by an Andy Dalton supporter. I what? I mean, come on. And the
1: NFC East is garbage. At least Andy Dalton's been to the playoffs.
2: Yeah, he Damn. bought it just like you and me did.
1: Daniel Jones just played one year.
0: What do you
2: and he Daniel led Jones he played led
1: the NFL in fumbles. he had the most fumbles of any quarterback in like twenty years.
2: In like twelve games. You know what this is? This is uh breach by three thousand sticking up for the Cowboys. <laughs>
0: Daniel Jones has four hundred and fifty nine career passing attempts and the same number of playoff wins as Andy Dalton.
2: Whoa.
1: Ooh. Hoo hoo. This guy didn't ask if these teams are going to win a playoff game. He asked if they're getting to the playoffs. Andy Dalton got there four times, Brenton. How many times did Cam Newton, your boy, get there? Super Bowl
2: reach. What are you getting personal now? (laughs) How many times did the the 2015 MVP get your
0: team to the Super Bowl?
2: Not once. Thanks for asking. Cam
0: went to the playoffs. Uh, wait, how many times did did they go? He went to three Pro Bowls and they went to the playoffs. Ah, yeah. You hate to see it. Four times. Tied with Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead. Um, okay. Now, oh, by idea. the way, uh, I should point out that somebody just left this iTunes review. If you leave a five-star Apple podcast review, we will mention it for a mailbag if you want to ask us a question. Oh, my God. Boat, LOL, writes, oh, my God. Brinson just called Kirk Cousins one of the five most accurate quarterbacks in NFL history. LOL. Ha, ha, ha. This needs to be recorded, recognized, and discussed. Please. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Um, I don't know if you guys have been to – this, um, is my,
2: this is my stat that I pointed out to you, but go ahead. You forgot about
0: it. I didn't forget about it. I, I mentioned it. I I know. You gave it to me? Good. I don't know if I mentioned it to you, uh, but if you go to uh, profootballreference.com, pro-football-reference.com, technically, they have a leaderboard, and you can look up the career leaders for pass completion percentage in first place. A little fella named Drew Brees. And in second place, who is it, Ryan?
2: Herbie Cousins. Oh,
4: oh, what a big jam! Wallace took it in his hands and said, up, up, and away! 52,
0: and who was the commenter to the left at? That's right. I just don't on a listener. What, what, hey. what, what was their name? Uh, it was uh, Boat, LOL. Boat,
2: LOL. In his defense, in his or her defense. I was shocked when I first saw that stat too, because I think I brought it up on the Brady Quinn podcast during the season. Brady seemed pretty surprised as well. Um, so I understand that, but actually according to the math, Kirby does complete
0: a lot of passing. Already- yeah, I mean, I think he took it as more like I'm saying he's one of the most accurate passers I've ever seen, which is not what I'm saying. He just has a really, really high completion percentage, the second and second highest NFL history. And look, when you start talking about moderate, like Dak Prescott is fourth. Yeah, I was going to say that, that would
3: surprise people. I think what's also interesting, Peyton Manning and Tony Romo had the exact same completion percentage in their careers. Well, I
1: think big. the thing you have to point out is that the modern passing game is yeah. a lot safer because they dink and dunk, and that the, the like the highest ranked quarterback on this completion percentage list that did not play at all in the two thousands is Steve Young, and he's tied for twelfth. Yeah. So you know, it's like you. It's almost like just, Derek
0: Carr is fifteenth. Right. And, and the only guy who's like old, the only two guys who are older, like r- real true throwbacks that are in, like in the top 10, um, Chad Pennington, nice. was a king of dinka dunks and uh favorite food. If you guys remember this from the Monday night football broadcast, biscuits and gravy. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, uh, Kurt Warner, former MVP and pro football hall of famer who played in a modern style offense that was ahead of the time in the greatest football, greatest show on turf.
1: Matt Schaub is ranked ahead of Joe Montana.
0: That's all. the league in passing one year. Moving That's along, funny. Steelers ceiling. Love the pod. This is from Matty L eight four seven on Apple Podcast. Been a long time listener and also love the Dick Fidel dunk soundbite. Oh! My question is, what is the responsible floor and ceiling for the Steelers? Thanks, your biggest fan.
2: That's funny that Matty L eight four seven identifies himself as our biggest fan.
0: I that's cool. That's... I
3: like
2: it. Yeah. You disagree? Think... You're trying to dunk on him? <laughs> and I
3: was like, who, who would you submit?
2: <laughs> no, no. I, I just love the fact that, you know, something, uh, like the big six Spot has the biggest fan. Uh, we have like,
0: we have like, uh, spoof Twitter accounts. Let's that's when you know you made it. When you got yeah, two, parody Twitter accounts,
2: two wins over Wilson accounts, a couple of breach analogy accounts. <laughs> Sean, Sean long accounts are out there too. <laughs> Is, Is there Sean a Sean long
3: Sean McFun fact, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> They use that horrible photo How come I don't
0: have any fake? There's nothing for me?
3: <laughs> That's true. You're the only one that doesn't have one. Mm. At Brinson's toupee. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey,
0: hey,
2: hey. I will say this. The, the Sean long Bennett account is actually Sean's real account.
3: I was going to say it's my movie newsletter.
0: All it does is tweet about his movie newsletter and, and brand new. <laughs> it Subscribe, is unbearable.
3: Uh, stop. Responsible. Hey, I also dunk on Clay Travis every once in a while. Yeah, you do that.
0: And Duncan. then you, like, then you dunk and delete on Dave Portnoy.
3: Yes. Well, the, those people are crazy. And they you get Clay Travis? Do you
0: get Clay Travis stands in your mention when you dunk on Travis? No,
3: that's the thing. You don't get most people on the internet think he's an idiot. No.
0: All right. There you go. That's Sean, who is
2: not Clay Travis's biggest fan. Uh, responsible floor for the Steelers. If you told me they won six games, I would believe it, even though, um,
0: Mike oh, coming. uh, Debo informs you, by the way there is a thread on the Facebook group for new dunk-dunk clips. Oh, okay. So if you've got a good dunk-dunk clip that you'd like to hear incorporated, uh, as we sort of rotate them around because we don't want to wear out Dickie V, although we don't really get that many complaints. And the Dickie, the Dickie V, she's like, oh, what a big jam. I, I smile every time I hear it. Uh, but if you want to get new dunk-dunk clips, go to the Facebook thread. Or go to the thread of the Facebook group. Go to facebook.com, search for Pick 6 Podcast, and uh, check that out there.
2: Yeah, I was going to say six wins does it seems like a reasonable floor Big Ben gets hurt, even though Mike Thomas never had a losing season. I don't think he can recreate what happened last year with eight wins with that duo playing quarterback. Um Someone brought this up to me also. I wonder if now that it sounds like teams are going to be going back to the facility, if Jadeveon Clowney, and more importantly for the Steelers purposes, someone like Cam Newton will get signed sooner rather than later. That would mitigate the idea of a six-win six, uh, six season. But if their lights out, I mean, I think 11 – 11 wins seems certainly doable with that offense. Big Ben is if he's, you know, something close to what he was before he got hurt.
1: I do not want to have to be the guy that is more optimistic than Ryan with the Steelers yeah. ceiling, but my God, I have to do it. I think their ceiling is 12 wins. I think they could hit 12 and four if Roethlisberger is healthy. Uh And you know what? If Mike Tomlin somehow will that team of Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges to eight and eight, I don't really think the uh, floor can be much lower than that. So I'd say, Seven wins is the four.
2: So if Big Ben is hurt and they just the rolled Mason Rudolph, who wins more games, the Steelers or the Bengals?
1: If Big Ben is hurt and Mason Rudolph is playing?
2: Bengals. I say Bengals. All right. I mean, I'm not, I can't get mad at you about that, but okay. We recorded
0: an Eagles podcast last week, and um Shilk Kapadia was uh, on from the Athletic, and he actually, like, out of nowhere, was, like, throwing the Bengals some love. He thinks they could be a sneaky playoff team.
2: Did Debo get him back on track talking about the Eagles?
0: Yeah, Debo Debo Piper was like,
2: shut up about the Bengals.
1: I hear enough about it from Breach. But let me just ask you this. Here, Here is the Steelers' first six games. At the Giants, very winnable. Broncos in Pittsburgh, very winnable. Texans in Pittsburgh, very winnable. At Tennessee, very winnable. Philadelphia in Pittsburgh, very winnable. Browns in Pittsburgh, very winnable.
2: Yeah, but we say this every year and they lose those, a lot of those games and the Steelers historically start slow under Tomlin, which is incredibly annoying for Steelers fans. So.
3: And they always lose that one road game to the terrible team. They lost to like the Glennon Bears. I want to say that. So one they're going to lose to the Giants in week one. Is that what you're saying?
2: Can you imagine losing to the Mike Glennon Bears. No offense to
1: <laughs> The Mike Glennon Bears that did not sign Colin Kaepernick. That's true. Akeem According to Hicks. Hicks. Yeah. A little upset about that.
0: Lately. OK, Uh finally, Mailbag Monday. This is from Rocco Lincioni from Apple Podcast. Hey, guys, I'm an eighth grader from Montana. Rocco from Montana. Love it. Eighth grade. Shout out to Rocco. I love that. Ba- I love Montana. I love basketball, but I did play football this past year. I'm a receiver and we went undefeated. Congratulations. Believe it or not, I can also kick pretty well. I only missed one uh, PAT all year. Any ideas on how to stay in shape for both football and basketball? Also wanted to add, Dickie V is hilarious and makes me laugh every time, even though he is extremely annoying. Thank you, uh, for listening, Rocco. Um, Montana, we went, I went horseback riding for two weeks in Montana when I was a kid. It's, uh, it's a. a do you know how to ride horses properly or that was just something you did as a little kid? No, I don't know how to ride horses. Western. I don't do like English or side You
2: don't do English style? No, I'm a Western man. Um, what's the difference?
0: We had horses on our farm growing up
2: that's a hundred percent believable.
0: <laughs> uh, well, Western is like a cowboy saddle and English is like a little, like sort of flat, uh, riding Like, you know, you put on the little hat and you're, what do you, you know, what
2: kind of, what, how do you do it when you're playing polo? Uh,
0: that would be English, I believe. Oh, okay. Western's like, you know, you got like a horn on the front of the saddle and you're like cross at their creeks and stuff. Um, and oh, English you is, you don't have a horn on the English saddle. Uh, it might be like a little like leather knob,
2: I just need to know this because I'm going to go play pickup polo a little later. I want to make sure I have the right saddle.
0: Uh, yeah, you would want an English saddle, uh, for, for polo. We had a, we had a Tennessee Walker growing up and, uh, and an Appaloosa.
2: Mm. Yeah. I think we, I think I grew up next door to you. Sounds about right. (laughs) My,
0: um, it was on a farm. My, my parents got my brother a horse for Christmas one time.
2: Did he like it or not?
0: Yeah. Well, I went out and there was like a, like a 50, I got like a $50 like, crappy little remote control car. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like, I'm, this sounds terrible. But, like it was, it was a, it was like, Oh, this is a cool. Like remote control car. And they're like, Charlie, go outside. There's your present. It was a horse. It's like, okay. It's pretty clear which child you'd like more. Oh, and that's only really to be perfect. only been proven to be true more and Charlie more
2: much better that year than you were.
0: I did I just like Charlie more. My dad was a younger brother. So I think he's got a soft spot for my younger brother. Cool.
2: Didn't know that about you. He could ride horses. Yeah. I've uh,
0: anyway, Montana. Montana. Um, Oh, Yeah. I was going to say as far as like staying in shape information, why are kids asking us how to stay in shape? I don't know. I do. I do do like to hear from the younger listeners though, because it reminds me that, you know, like sometimes you're doing the podcast and you feel like you can do, you know, say whatever you want. And it's a reminder that we, you know, we do have a younger audience that oftentimes tunes in. Sean, you have to go do HQ in a few minutes. Why don't you give us your answer on how you stay in shape?
3: Uh, I mean, I, if you're trying to do it for multiple sports and this is not what I do now, but when I actually used to play sports, uh, like I would, if you're doing weights, I would focus more on core stuff as opposed to like bulking up. Cause maybe that depends what positions you're playing. It might not mesh with basketball and both football. If you get super kicker, receiver
0: and basketball, is not a, you don't want to beef up those arms. So
3: I would focus on like, if you're doing weights, always make it like cardio weights and like always keep moving, make it like a circuit and focus on getting your core strong because that, that works in every single sport. And the other thing I would say is that everyone always talks about working out, but I think it's like it's eating right. And I get as an eighth grader though, a lot of that is probably down to like your parents and like what they are bringing home and providing you. By the way, uh, Sean, I
2: may not remember this, but at, at that age, all you are doing? You're eating ten thousand calories a day, and it's just whatever's in front of you. I think you care less at that point. Maybe your body cares less at that point that it's healthy,
0: but to your your eyes- body, you, you you lose. You just don't gain weight. Either.
3: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, but also, but also by eating healthy at that age, even when your body can handle the bad stuff, it does help to build habits for later in life because I grew up in an extremely healthy household. I oh, was yeah. Not allowed to have soda, not allowed to have fast food. Like I have very vivid memories of the first time in my life I tried like Coke. I tried McDonald's. Like Coke, I Coke. tried all these things. Um, I think people clip <laughs> and save <laughs> <laughs> because I was not allowed to have it at home. And so right. I very, I, I want to ask you, uh, did that explain
2: why you got a little heavy in that picture we saw of you at, at the school paper? <laughs>
3: yeah. Cause when I went to college, I, no, that, that was mostly because I was working 40 hours a week at the daily count addition to classes. And so I had to eat out every single day. I
0: just week. thought you realized- there were 14 or 15 humble brags in that answer.
2: <laughs> Even Brent's, it's like, okay, that's too much humble brag. <laughs> like-
0: What do you want me to do? I'm talking about my own
3: experiences. It's not if my fault. Uh-
2: did your sister ever give you any tips? Your your sister, who's a college soccer coach, gave you any tips on staying in shape?
3: No, not really. Again, it wasn't like a – I didn't run into those problems until college. It's just when I mean, I just was working was, out, getting into really good shape, not just staying – not not just staying. No, because it was never – because my parents were – like my parents made me join like swim team as a kid, even though not for swimming, but because they just want to be swim because it's a good workout, and I used to hate it, despise it, get sick before every practice, but they made me do that kind of stuff.
0: I think, uh, I think the eating thing is really interesting though. I mean, like, you know, Sean, you're obviously younger, but like, and Ryan Breach can probably test this. I mean, growing up in the eighties, like, you know, there wasn't like a healthy food movement.
1: You but just ate. Dunkaroos and Twinkies. That's all you eat. You ate uh, crap.
0: Pastry strudels. Uh, pastry strudels. I mean, like, Those you are just, strudels. In okay. the eighties, like, like it was just like people didn't consider fast food to be like a problematic option. Whereas. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say that, like, yeah, if you can, if you have an influence in that and you can sort of push your parents towards a healthier lifestyle, like dive in on avocados and salmon and you know, stuff like that, you know, uh, all sorts of different deliciousness, uh, you know, that, that things, I mean, like eat tomatoes or I guess Tom Brady says don't eat tomatoes, but you get the point.
3: Huh, I didn't know that. I'm saying you can eat tomatoes.
0: Tomatoes are a nightshade. That's why. Yeah. He Tom Brady
3: eggplant also, and yeah. what happens? Um, adds like inflammation or
0: something. I don't know. Tom Brady believes that the tomatoes disrupt his circadian rhythm.
3: Let me ask you. Let me uh,
2: let me put you this way: If um for our buddy the eighth grader here, he's eating tomatoes. The inflammation that he's getting from all the sugar he's eating, it won't matter with the tomatoes. Go crazy on tomatoes.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just eat. Try eat. Try, find good healthy food. As you can do and work on your core is the also
2: expert. secretly funny. Rocco actually knows who Dickie B is.
0: Why would he not know who Dicky B is?
2: Everyone knows who Dickie B is. Did, does he? Does he even still do
0: games, Dickie B? Yeah,
2: I didn't know. He's just been around so long. I thought he retired. Just is
0: Tiger Woods still playing golf? <laughs> all
3: right, I gotta go to YouTube.
0: All right, wait, don't. All right, anyway, we're gonna end the podcast now. That's it. That's the show. Talk to you guys later.
4: Okay.